On today's Bonafide Scrubs, we talk about the Thanksgiving football games. We talk about Black Friday and the tradition. Is Black Friday worth the hype? And we get into our Week 12 preview, fancy flops features, blocks of the week, and talk about some college basketball for a little bit. The season started, some exciting matchups coming up, all next. This man was a bona fide scrub. Episode 50. The bona fide scrubs, Will Smikey. Noah Levine back with you again on this Friday after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, whatever you want to call it. A lot of holidays today, but it is officially our 50th episode of the show so congratulations to us i'm not sure if i'm surprised that we made it to 50 episodes noah or if i'm surprised that it took us this long to get to 50 i kind of don't know how i feel about it we've been doing this show for about seven months up to up until this point maybe we should have had 50 a little earlier but you know we got there halfway to 100 um there's a lot of other podcasts out there that don't even reach like 10 episodes so yeah, we're, we're, we're multiplying that by five and that's how many we have. So I think we're doing pretty good so far. Yep. We're halfway to a hundred. It is also Black Friday today. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, I don't think I've ever bought anything on Black Friday, to be honest with you. Anything? I don't know. I, I've never gone to a store. I've never. Ever? Are you just not American? <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, it seems weird to me. Besides Cyber Monday exists and you could just sit in your house and buy things on the computer so why wouldn't you just do that that's a that's a much more superior method of buying things at this point i mean that's not a bad take i mean especially with corona i mean maybe people will uh, use cyber monday more but last black friday i got my iphone 11 that's what i got on black friday we went to best buy there was a good deal and i needed a new phone so i got that um i remember when i got the xbox one that was actually on black friday uh when that a year after it came out, when we were all starting to buy it, I remember the Black Friday deal was pretty good. So I ended up buying it at GameStop or Best Buy, one of those stores. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a big spender on Black Friday, but here and there, I'll get something. Yeah, I just don't think I have the patience for it. Like, I mean, I have an iPhone 11 like you, and I got it like uh, the, like a few weeks after it came out. I just died. I couldn't wait all the way until Black Friday. So. I yeah I just my my patience is not good enough to wait for these discounts. I wonder what the most popular item is purchased on Black Friday. It's got to be like an electronic thing, right? Yeah, I mean this year uh, it's got to be the Xbox Five or the new Xbox. Yeah. yeah, I actually saw this on a website. Um, it's like the it's it's just a chart of uh how much money is spent per shopper and how much money is spent on Black Friday. So in 2019, the average shopper spent a thousand forty seven dollars. And which translates yeah. to seven seven twenty nine point one billion dollars uh were spent four point one percent increase of last year or twenty eighteen it increases by like four percent every year. I don't know what's gonna happen people are at home uh there's definitely people definitely gonna be people taking the courage to go out and shop, but Cyber Monday might be more popular than ever this year actually you might be right yeah I mean Cyber Monday is kind of a useless holiday because on Black Friday, they just give all the discounts online anyway. So I don't even know. I don't know what the distinction is between the two of them. Well, I guess, yeah. It distinguishes the holiday season is around and you got to get shopping for your relatives and yourself. 
But as we said, you know, Thanksgiving, it was yesterday. I enjoyed nice food with my family. And we also had some Thanksgiving sports, some football. Unfortunately, the Ravens, uh, Ravens Steelers was postponed until Sunday due to some positive Corona tests. We'll get into that as we review our NFL slate for this week. But Noah, two games did take place yesterday. There were two just washes, two blowouts. I said I didn't want to watch these games from the beginning, but you did. You were excited for Thanksgiving football. The Texans, they were the first game of the day. They destroyed the Lions 41-25. to Will Fuller was dominant. Deshaun Watson was just throwing it around, destroying the Lions' defense. This was blowout number one of the day, and it was uh, not a great game to watch. Uh, it was in the beginning. I don't know. AP, dusty old AP, actually found his way to the end zone <laughs> twice. But, um, yeah, Watson played phenomenal. J.J. Watt had a pick six earlier in this game. He had three sacks in his last Thanksgiving game, so he's a big Thanksgiving performer. I mean, yeah, the Lions, Matt Patricia, he's gonna be, he's got to be gone after this game, I think, right? They just, they've been horrible recently. They didn't even score a point on Sunday, and then they show up on Thanksgiving on their home turf and get blown out. So that's not a recipe for success. He should probably be fired soon. Yeah, I mean, we've spoken about it with Adam Gase. NFL teams just don't have uh, – they're just not willing to fire their coach midseason. So I get it. I mean, if he sticks around, then it is what it is. But, yeah, you'd have to expect that he'll be gone by the end of the year. Speaking of J.J. Watt, I saw a stat that said he's the first player since Dion to have three receiving touchdowns and three pick sixes in their career. Wow. So congrats to him. him. He is uh, obviously a versatile player on both offense and defense. Yes, yeah, sometimes he uh, checks in a tight end in the game. The tight end, J.J. Wachar, that was always a classic mm-hmm. in Madden. Yeah, the Christmas promo is coming up. There's going to be more out-of-position players. Maybe we'll get a tight end, J.J. Watt. Yeah, well, I don't even have the game. I, I didn't buy yeah, Madden this year. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know what's happening in that game. Black Friday, the Blitz promo was always good on Black Friday in Madden. I know. I, I just haven't been playing... Any Xbox, I, I mean, we never played PlayStation. I just, I don't know. Obviously, the new ones are out. They've been selling out left and right. I can't get my hands on it, even if I wanted it, which I'm not yeah. sure if I do. I don't yeah, know. I don't know either. Um, pricey. Sells out instantly. All right, the Cowboys and the football team, that was the second game, the only other game. You know, I didn't even realize this. Thanksgiving usually only was two games until they changed it recently. So really? it always, I thought it was always yeah. three. It was always two until probably like 10 years ago. But uh, Cowboys, they lost on Thanksgiving. Um, football team played fantastic. Three touchdowns for Antonio Gibson. McLaurin played pretty well. They also got a pick six by a D lineman. Montez Sweat. I mean, yeah, they were, they were the better defensive team. They got stops when they needed and put the ball in the end zone after that. So it was sort of interesting in the beginning of these games, but then – you know, it's weird. Both of the winning teams actually both scored 41 points exactly. And a D lineman on their team's got a pick six. I just find oh, that no. interesting. Illuminati. Yeah, Illuminati. Um, I don't know who would have won the Ravens-Steelers game. I probably would have picked the Steelers. But that's going to be Sunday. I know Claypool and Juju were complaining on Twitter about how they don't get like extra time to rest. They have to go play Sunday again. Yeah. Because yeah, they didn't really have tough. a bye at all this year. Well, they did sort of against the Titans, but yeah, that's just the kind of year it's going to be. I mean, <laughs> complaining about it, not going to really do you any good. Going back to Washington, yeah, Gibson, he's the first rookie to score three touchdowns on Thanksgiving since Randy Moss. You know, my Vikings, Randy yeah. Moss. So 
Congrats. I saw that him. photo. Um, yeah, I saw that photo. He had three catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns. Randy Moss, that's what he did on Thanksgiving. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> how was your Thanksgiving? Speaking of Thanksgiving, what did you eat? Like, give me the rundown. What, what, did you, what was great about your Thanksgiving? You didn't watch football. Well, what did you do instead of watching football? It's just the classic food. We, we had people over at my house, so there, there were some people here. I was just spending was time it, with was them. Was it less than 10? Uh, there was less than 10. 10. Oh, okay. I'm not going to call Governor Murphy. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> expose me. But yeah, that's, that's, just, that's what, I was, what I was doing. Football was a waste. These games were terrible. I probably would have flipped on the late game uh, had it been played, though, because that is a good matchup, finally. But I, I don't want to move ahead from the Washington football team just yet because they are at the top of the NFC East. They have four Stop wins. Stop the count. Yeah, they tweeted that out. They're kind of roasting the election, which was pretty funny. But I wanted to just ask, do you think they're going to pull it out? If the count stopped today, would you say the Washington <laughs> football team would remain at the top of the NFC East going forward? Um, I believe in them a lot. I, I hope they do just for the sake because of the football team. I think it's going to be them or the Giants because – Giants have uh, some easy games coming up. They know they play the Bengals this Sunday, but I believe in those teams the most. The Giants, if you think about it, I know they have a bad record, but consistently, out of all four of these NFC East teams, well, they've consistently played the best. I mean, they're almost in every game. Remember, they almost beat the Bucks on Monday night. They should have been yeah. the Rams on the road. They've been close in every game. Uh, they had a nice one against Dallas earlier in the season before Dak went down. Uh, or They lost that game, but they played. Cl- it was a close game. They're in every game. Um, the winner of this division might go five and eleven or six and ten, which is horrific. And Jimmy Johnson said on the Fox pregame show to the Thanksgiving game, he said the winner of the NFC East is going to go to the Super Bowl, and they were all laughing at him. <laughs> Howie yeah, and Stram I mean, were laughing is, at him. I'm probably the worst thing you can make. Just because he you're said that he, to be he said team. the Cowboys. Yeah, he said the Cowboys were going to win the division, and they said they were going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. So I don't, I don't know how that's possible, but. Jimmy Johnson, I don't know. He, very much a cowboy, cowboy bias. Um, yeah. I don't know who the football team plays uh, next week since they just play on Thursday, but um, I think it's going to come down to those two because I was a fan of Carson Wentz. Um, I'm kind of done with that guy. A lot of injuries. He has like 18 turnovers this year by himself. That would be like top five if he was his own team, I saw. <laughs> Did you see that TikTok too? <laughs> Uh, I did not. I saw that on Twitter. I saw some okay. put up a stat on Twitter. I think they probably the TikTok I saw. They probably screenshot the tweet and used it. But yeah, yeah, I, probably. I but he's been uh, no, he's not good. I, and I'm a Wentz truther. I mean, I I know he, Ertz has been out for the year and his receivers were never healthy. But he just makes some dumb throws sometimes. Do you see that pick sixty three against the Browns? He pretty much lobbed it to the linebacker on last Sunday. You see that? Yeah, I don't know. The why. Running back was open and he just didn't throw it hard. Like, why would he lob it? It was just in the air, and the linebacker came in and got a pick six. I don't know. I why think he's, he's just really he's frustrated over so much. He's yeah, his, his team is always injured. It's got to be kind of demoralizing when you just don't have the players that you're supposed to when when you're out there on the field. The Giants. I mean, I, I kind of do agree with you. They've only lost two games by more than you know one touchdown or one score. So. I mean, the it was week one against Pittsburgh. They lost by ten, and then they got blown out week three against San Francisco. All the other games, they've either lost by you know three or seven or one, and then obviously they've been able to win uh, you know a bunch of games. So the Giants, they definitely have been the most consistent team. 
I would say probably Washington uh, might be more talented than them. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Alex Smith as a quarterback at this point in his career. Daniel Jones probably is better than him. But when you look at the yeah. surrounding talent that Smith has with Gibson and McLaurin and you know their defense is very good with Chase Young and some of their other players, they probably just are a more talented team. The Giants, they're kind of... Giants beat them twice, out. though. That's the thing. So if they end up being tied, yeah, the I mean, Giants get the tiebreaker. I don't know how the football team lost to the Giants twice. I feel like they're a much better team, but Daniel Jones is 4-0 in his career against the Washington football team. What I will say is that the Washington football team does have an easier schedule. The Giants, in their next couple of games to end the year, they play Seattle, the Cardinals, the Browns, the Ravens, and they close it out with Dallas. And they play the Bengals the, next week without Burrow. The Cowboys. So that's for them. Yeah, the Cowboys have the easiest remaining schedule, uh, people have been saying. So let's, let's take a look at that. They play at Baltimore. Um, and I think that's, that's next Thursday. That's next week. They play at Baltimore. Um, Lamar may or not play. Who knows? Then they play at the Bengals. They get a gift, just like the Giants get. They are home against the 49ers on Sunday night, December 20th. Home against Philly and at the Giants. I mean, I see them only being the Bengals here. I mean, they, maybe they can beat the Eagles, but Eagles kind of stomped them last time. I really don't believe in this Cowboy team at all. I mean, they, they just look great against the Vikings on Sunday, and then they flop against the football team. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think of Andy Dolan. What do you think? Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to avoid bringing up the Vikings game <laughs> last week. But, uh, you know, I guess we have no choice. Yeah, they just, I don't know. That, that probably was just the Vikings defense losing to, to their team. They kind of wasn't good Dallas. It was just bad Vikings. I mean, if they have the easiest schedule remaining, it's going to be kind of hard to combat that. The Washington football team, they play Pittsburgh next week. So that's a tough game. Then they play San Francisco. I don't really know what to think about them then Seattle, but then they play the Panthers and the Eagles the last two games. So kind of a mixed bag for both of them. Um, so, yeah, it really, Eagles, it really could go, come down to that last game. The Eagles against Washington the in the last team. game. It could, be, it could flex that to like a primetime game to decide the division. That's probably what they will do. But, um, yeah, Eagles, they have a tough schedule too. They played my Seahawks on Monday night at Green Bay, home against New Orleans, at Arizona, at Dallas, and then football team closing out. So, if you had to put money on one of these teams, who do you think is actually going to come away with the division? You got to pick one team. Oh, man. I'll probably pick – I'll pick the hot hand. I'll pick Washington. I think it is going to come down to that game at the end of the season. And, I mean, they are on the road, but we've seen Wentz have his struggles. The Washington defense is actually pretty decent, like, all around. And I think the, the front seven is good, yeah. They are, so, like, yeah, top three in sacks on the season. They get to the quarterback – they, they're good at that. That's the one thing Ron Rivera has his team fantastic at. And, yeah, I'm going to ride the hot hand, too. They already beat the Eagles once, and uh, why not beat them twice in Week 17 for the division? Also, we think the Giants can uh, be, make some ground by beating the Bengals on another team. Yeah, yeah the winner's going to win five games, it looks like, because I don't see <laughs> how the football so team depressing. beats Pittsburgh – the Niners or, or any of these teams, I, it literally may come down to the last game for all these teams. And, and, and one right, of these well, teams gets the host of playoff game too. Yeah, that's disgusting. They get the four seed at a seven. All right, well, we will keep track of the NFC East. It is a race to the bottom, as some might say, as uh, we see who's going to come out on top there. College basketball tipped off uh, in this last few weeks. 
we saw. You mean uh, for the last few days? Whatever, bro. Uh, you know, I don't care. The time this year has gone out the window. Everything is that's, the same. Every day that's is the true. same. But yeah, college basketball finally tipped off. Always exciting. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I go to Seton Hall. The basketball teams here are usually pretty good, but they have been kind of delayed. The women's games, their first three games got completely canceled. Uh, you know, some of the men have tested positive for COVID. So not a great start here in the Big East uh, for my college team. But some other teams around the nation getting underway. Number one, Gonzaga. They just mopped Kansas recently. They won today. Again, they played against Auburn. And they won 90-67. to 67. And then next week, they're going to face Jeez. off right now against number two, Baylor. So th- that should be yeah, I actually, next Saturday. I remember when we talked about March Madness last year, I, I was going to pick Baylor to win it all or the Zags. Those were my two teams. Um, looks like those two teams are top this year again. I mean, Gonzaga, they added Suggs, Jalen Suggs' point guard. Uh, your dad really likes him. It seems like he was great against Kansas. They're consistently always a good team. They have a lot of uh, upperclassmen, and that usually is a recipe for success when you're just a, a, a well-coached college basketball team like the Bulldogs always are. Uh, we saw pr- probably the number one prospect in the nation uh, for the NBA draft next year, Cade Cunningham. He played his first game, 21 points, 10 assists. Uh, yeah, he seems like the real deal. 6'8 point guard. Uh, I, I mean, NBA prospects, they've been a hot topic recently, obviously, with the draft. You and I have gone through you know, plenty of, of uh, analysis of the recent draftees. But for next year, we're already looking forward to the next class. And it looks like Cade Cunningham is probably going to be the number one pick. I mean, he is a, a bona fide 6'8 point guard. Uh, he definitely has the playmaking ability. He, his jump shot looks uh, tremendous, if I do say so. Uh, yeah. Know, he just looks like he has all the tools to be a great NBA player. So uh, I'm excited to see his college season unfold. Breaking news, Will, actually. We have our first upset of the college basketball season already. It happened a few hours ago. But San Francisco beat number four Virginia by one point. So already getting an upset wow. in the season. Virginia, yeah, I mean, they're never a great offensive team. Probably pretty overrated. I mean, they lost all their NBA guys. I mean, I haven't looked at their roster that much, but I've been hearing they're overrated. They shouldn't be fourth, but... Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. they are the reigning March Madness champions. They are, so. yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, COVID. And uh, Nicosia, Justin Nicosia, one of our friends of the show, he tweeted out, CN Hall plus five is like a gimme against Louisville today at 4 p.m., he thinks they're going to win that game. So, you know, I'm going to – sorry, Justin, I'm going to say Louisville is going to win that game just because you're yeah, talking I mean, he of is, your school like that. He is biased. The Cardinals are 1-0. Uh, Pirates, this is their first game. They're not ranked. They do some delays. Yeah, Louisville's not ranked. It should be close. I mean, look, if we're going to – Yeah, it's a five-point spread. C- if we're going to delve into Seton Hall basketball for a second, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but – they're an interesting team this year just because they lost a lot of their veteran leadership. Obviously, Miles Powell, their Naismith Player of the Year, was uh, picked up by the Knicks as an undrafted rookie. So we'll see how his career plays out early in the season. But as for the rest of their team, they just have a lot, a lot of guys they are going to need to fill in some roles. Their best player is Mamu, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. He is a 6'10 power forward. kind Not really a point forward, but he does have some versatility to play out on the wing. He's going to need to lead them in, you know, probably probably points and rebounds, I, I would say. I mean, they do have 
uh, a real 7-1 center on that team that could definitely snag. And uh, he's going to need to play some important minutes. But I don't know. This, the Pirates are kind of a, a wild card team just because I don't really know who's going to fill those roles that they lost uh, last season. Yeah, and Rutgers just keeps getting momentum. They didn't lose anyone to the draft. They were a young team last year, and they're getting a little older this year. They're number 24 in the, in the nation, and they won against Sikor easily. No fans, unfortunately, at the rack. I can't go with my dad. But, yeah, Rutgers looks like we're going to see a March Madness. Uh, they were supposed to be in the last year because of COVID, but they're going to be a top 25 team for most of the year. I saw Jeff Goodman and his like personal top 25 after the first day of games. He had Rutgers all the way up at number 15, and he's a, wow. a well-touted college basketball analyst. So we gotta a lot get of people Rutgers show. can make some noise. Yeah. Yeah, Goodman, uh, we got to give him a call. <laughs> call to the bullpen. But, uh, you know, on Tuesday, actually, there's going to be some good college basketball games. I saw that Kentucky plays uh, Kansas, I think, and Michigan State and Duke. That's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't know who's on Duke this year, but they're a top 10 team. DJ Boston. Oh, no, he's on Kentucky. No, he's on Kentucky. Kentucky has some real NBA prospects. That will be interesting to watch. Duke, oh, yeah. Um they have Jalen Johnson, who is probably going to be a top five pick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who else is on that team. Kentucky, BJ Boston, Terrence Clark, Devin Askew. If I had to pick another college basketball team in the roof for besides Rutgers, it's kind of, I'll just start with Kentucky. I just like their guards and whoever they have every year. Really? Like, I Nick's feel like, I feel like nobody, roots, nobody roots for Kentucky. I mean, what? They, they what do you mean? There's Kentucky like, fans. I like rooting for them. People don't, nobody likes I don't like Duke. Cal. Nobody likes their one-and-done system. Nobody roots for them as a college team. I like their one-and-done system, cause, and I like Cal, so. Lame. The Knicks can end up with one, with end up with BJ Austin. I only like yeah, do. I mean, I'm going to root against Coach building, K with Kentucky. We're just building a Kentucky yeah. roster. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Exactly. What's wrong? Them. We got quickly. Exactly. And, like, I Not. like Kentucky players. I mean, look at Jamal, look at Jamal Murray, Shea, John Wall. Look, there's a lot of great Kentucky players. Malik yeah, Monk, yeah, who was on crack. Who was on crack? Cat. We have quickly now. So, please, good. All right. That's just sort of like the blue blood I root for. I mean, I do like Michigan State a lot, some sort of. Well, I like – you know what? I'd say for the college teams I root for, it depends what players I like on the team. It's more of that. I go to Rutgers games, but sort of whoever has a hot player I like, I root for them. And then maybe it's Oklahoma State this year, Cade, tank for Cade. Supposed to be the first pick. The Knicks, maybe Knicks are uh, playing chess, and they didn't want to sign a point here because they knew Cade could get Cade next year. I don't know, but <laughs> – uh, I'll refer. I'll be watching Oklahoma enough. State. I'll I'll be watching Oklahoma State and Kentucky closely this year because I like I'll root for Kentucky and Oklahoma State's Cade. UNC is gonna be bad to too. The, the Thunder have no roster and they have every draft pick for the next seventeen years. They are going to take whoever but they we're want. We're the Knicks. We're the Knicks. Yes, we're the Knicks. We find a way to be the worst team and we also find a way. Okay, to not wait, be wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold on. We just have to get into the top three. Then we have a chance, a pretty good chance. They're all even, remember. So if OKC gets the supposed to get the quote-unquote first pick, they could slide down. Maybe Silver will rig it and not give Kid Cunningham to the Thunder. But he did play college at Oklahoma State, so I don't know what's going to happen. The gods may just give it just give it to him. Yeah, well, guess what, buddy? We got into the top three two years ago, and instead of getting Zion, which we thought, if anything, that the Duke alumni Adam Silver, Knicks fan, would rig it for the best <laughs> prospect coming out in 20 years. And instead, 
we got the worst the possible spot we could have gotten. We got the third pick out of all that. And, you know, I'm fine with RJ Barrett. He seems like he's going to be pretty good, and I'm excited for him. But if we got into the top three, we ended up with the worst possible outcome out of the top three. So it could happen. It has happened in the last two years. We're going to have to have Adam Silver on the show and, and ask him to, like, tweak some <laughs> settings in the lottery next year. That's but a yeah, big college jump from basketball, Jeff Goodman. It, um, I didn't even realize that there was a lot of college basketball games on Thanksgiving. I know we talk about Gonzaga playing, but, like, is that a yearly thing? Do they, have a, do they always have college basketball games on Thanksgiving, or is it just because of this weird year? No, I, I mean, I was watching year. a little I bit think... of the Kansas game, and they were playing in such a stupid-looking gym. It kind of, like, hurt my eyes how bright it was in that gym. The season usually starts, like, a week like first or week of November. before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of tournaments going on, but Gonzaga's Baylor, that is a... Uh, Goodman has them both in his Final Four, I think. He had them in Villanova and uh, one other team, or Texas Tech. They have McClung now with Georgia moving from the Big East to Texas Tech. That's going to be a fun team probably to watch. The Big Ten is the best conference this year. It's better than the ACC. I was looking at all the teams that are ranked in the top 25. Big Ten's fantastic. Iowa's fifth. You saw Michigan State, Wisconsin ranked. Rutgers is even ranked. Um, and Maryland uh, sort of fell off. They lost their goggle man, Jalen Smith, to the draft. Mm-hmm. But Illinois, uh, they are eighth, and they look great. Yeah, there's a lot of great Big Ten teams this year. And Big 12 is great, too. They, we got Texas, Texas Tech. Um, Baylor, obviously, high at number two there. Kansas is six. They got blown out, but they're a top 10 team, nevertheless. And Oh, also Big Ten, I forgot to mention, Iowa State's top 25. So the Big Ten and Big 12 are going to be fun conferences to watch this year. Yeah, hopefully we get to watch them and hopefully we make it to the end of the college basketball season because um, we got scammed last year. Yeah, we'll do some college basketball check-ins because we like it more than college football. We actually know more what's happening in college basketball, the players. Yeah, and we own the show, so we get to talk about whatever we want. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's true. All right, well, All right. let's move on to our NFL Week 12 preview. We missed a couple of weeks going through some of these games. Uh, but nevertheless, we are back, and we're going to give you our locks, our fantasy stuff, everything we usually do on the Friday episodes of the show. We'll start off here. We won't go through every single game, but just some notable games that we want to talk about. The Dolphins and the Jets. I'll just, I'll just pose the question right away. Can the Jets get their first win here? against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they looked discombobulated last week. They put in fits at the end of the game. There was all kind of that discussion afterwards of, you know, who are they going to go forward with? It seems like it's a no-brainer. They're going to go with Tua in this game. Uh, The Dolphins, they're a weird team because I think there was a lot of talk after they won a couple games in a row, you know, if this team was really going to make the playoffs. And now uh, there's some uncertainty here if they can even beat the Jets, who have played better of late as opposed to what they were doing at the beginning of the year. So is there any shot that the Jets get their first win here? No, because the Dolphins are coming off a loss. Um, Tua's going to be back starting. And the Jets are really trying to go 0-16, it looks like. And it, it may happen. It may really happen. So Dolphins, they got to win this game. They have an urgency because they're still trying to secure a playoff spot. So they're going to come out firing out of the gates. And they're favored by seven. They're going to get a pretty easy win here. Their defense is just, it's great. I mean, how, what's Flacco going to do against that? Frank Gore, they're bad. Yeah, I mean, they are bad, that is for sure. They, they, are, they are bad, and uh, yeah, Dolphins, they're going to win. Yeah, the Dolphins uh, in their first meeting, they shut out the Jets. 
21-4 to 0. Yeah, that, that could happen again. I, it wouldn't shock me at all. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we haven't gotten an opportunity to dunk on the Jets recently. I kind of miss doing it. They've, I mean, they played well. They, they lost by three to New England. They lost. They've been playing by pretty six well, yeah. So the Chargers last week, it's um, been decent. But hold on, before before you continue, I just want to say, the last game Sam Darnold played in was the game against the Broncos on Thursday night, and I said after that game, what a disaster it would be if they put him back into that game, and he got re-injured, and he never came back for the rest of the year. And it looks like he might not come back for the rest of the year. He might be done. I mean, he might have played his last game as a. Is he gonna? Is he gonna play this? Is he, he's not playing this Sunday. No, he's not at all. He's ruled out. Uh oh, nope. <laughs> he is set to return. He is in the lineup. Yeah, you this are week against the Dolphins. You're a bad news reporter. Uh, all right. Well, he's back, guys. He's back. Congratulations to the Jets. I, I don't get to make fun of them for that. He actually is going to play, and uh, maybe this will be his last game as a Jet. It might be. Um, maybe Sam Darnold return can win this game. That's the only narrative I have spinning positive for the Jets. But I think are the they better with too- him in the lineup? Are they better? They I don't know. That's the question. Then again, he had I only had Mims in any of those games, and Mims looks pretty good. You know, I shout out to Makai Becton. Looks like Joe Douglas hit on these draft picks. Becton's like second in Pro Bowl voting for tackle. I mean, he's been great all year. They they actually the, since we dug on the Jets a lot, we got to give them a credit. They actually picked the best tackle out of the four in the first round. Worf's is second. Yeah, the Andrew Thomas. They picked Andrew the Thomas is he's the worst. So we could talk about the Giants, but again, the Giants are in a position to win the division. I don't know how the hell that's possible, but it's twenty twenty. So Douglas and, and Mims looks pretty good too. Looks like they hit on some of their draft picks. Um, so that bodes well for the future for the Jets in this franchise. Yeah, let's talk about the Giants for a second. They are facing the Bengals. We didn't get a chance to hit on it, but Joe Burrow obviously going down with the, both the ACL and MCL injury last week. Pretty uh, devastating for him and his promising you know, rookie season and, and the rest of his career. We'll see if he can return to form. I mean, obviously everybody's rooting for him. Uh, it seems like it's very similar to the Alex Smith injury, maybe not as severe as that was, but uh, you know, obviously a severe knee injury. And we don't know. I mean, who knows when he'll be back? He, he'll probably won't be back until middle of next season. So it's going to be a long road to recovery for Burrow. Uh, but if you're the Giants, you're kind of you know you're going to take that gift, and they're going to have to face Brandon Allen in the lineup next week. I don't know how good he's going to be. Maybe he'll be good. I, I thought mean, it was Ryan roster, Finley. No, Brandon Allen. I didn't even know he was on that team. He was in the Broncos last year. He's really starting for the Bengals this Sunday? Yes, he is. Yeah, wow. They actually are playing the start of me, right? I mean, the Bengals are a talented team. They have a decent offense with some good weapons. Their defense is pretty bad, so it should be a high-scoring game. The Giants are favored by six in this game, so nearly a touchdown. I almost picked them. Uh, you know, against them to not be able to cover that, but I decided not to do that. Um, they have been playing well as of late, and they do need to win this game. They are getting lucky to face a Burrowless Bengals team. So if they're going to continue to be in the hunt for the division, they got to win this game. Yeah, uh, I think the Giants can cover this game win easily. I didn't pick it as one of my locks, but I'll talk about another interesting game: the Bills at the Charger or the Chargers at the Bills. Two fantastic quarterbacks who've been playing 
ungodly levels this year. And Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Herbert really hasn't had a bad game, and I think it's going to happen this Sunday. I think he's finally going to have a bad game, and they're going to – they're five-point underdogs. When I saw a sign, I'm like, oh, that's pretty low. Like, shouldn't the Bills be favored by more? I don't know. I mean, Chargers are traveling to the east. Buffalo's a tough place to play with without fans. You know, I, I think Herbert's going to lay a stinker. I think they're going to lose this game by double digits. That's my bold take. Really? He hasn't had a bad game all year. He's going to Buffalo. It's setting up for a spot where maybe he'll get crushed. Teams get crushed in Buffalo. I didn't pick as my lock, but I'm just going to say the Bills are going to win by double digits. Yeah, I mean, they're favored by five. It's not a decent... And the Bills' D is pretty I mean, good, too. It's a decent opinion. I have both these quarterbacks in fantasy on one team. So, uh, you know, not that I really care who I start at this point in the year uh, because my record is pretty bad. But I am going with Josh Allen uh, over Justin Herbert. So I just think that the, uh, you know, the guy who's had uh, another hot hand all year is going to be able to outduel the rookie. So whether it's a blowout or not, I do agree. I think the Bills uh, probably will be able to win. Yeah, and speaking of fantasy, I'm going to clinch a playoff spot this week if I win. So, congrats wow, to me. Will, Will Fuller and Amari Cooper on Thanksgiving. That's why I watched those games. Hawkinson did well. He had 13.9. And setting up for a playoff spot, turning my season around from two wins last year. So, Yeah, I mean, my me. other team, not in our league, I, I played uh, Brandon Cooks, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, and Hawkinson yesterday, and they all had a very good game. So it was a good start for me. All right, next game here. We'll just let's just do our locks. Yeah, we'll talk we about go. our picks. Yeah. All right, yeah, you go. All right, so my first lock, it's gonna be the Cardinals. They're minus one and a half. They're visiting New England. Wow. I just I don't see how they're uh, minus one and a half uh, against the Patriots. This just it's, it's this a trap. Doesn't make any sense to me? I have a deferring opinion. It's a trap. I think the Patriots win this game. I don't know. I have how the opposite you say opinion. That. They beat the Jets by three two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. They beat the Ravens the next week after that somehow. Yeah, well, the Ravens have Corona and are kind of bad. Okay, but it's not the zero and nine Jets. I don't know. Like I, I saw some like, why are the why aren't the Cardinals favored by more? You know what? I think the Patriots are getting a little healthier. Gilmore is going to be on Hopkins. He can limit him. I think the Patriots squeak out a win, and Cam Newton's going to have a good day. I don't think this is a trap. I think the Cardinals are are far better. Uh, they have a pretty great offense. Look, even if even if they win the game by three, I mean that's all I need to have happen. Yeah, I, I just don't see. I don't see any way that the Patriots win, and just based off that, uh, it's the Cardinals are an easy pick for me. I think the Patriots win like twenty four seventeen. All right, that's my take. I'm gonna yeah, I'll go with one of my locks. I, I like the Raiders this week, minus three at, at Atlanta. Raiders coming off a tough loss to Mahomes. They really just couldn't do anything to him on that final drive. They played great. They they played the Chiefs tough twice. They could realistically. If a few plays went their way, they could have been 2-0 against the Chiefs. And Raiders fighting for a playoff spot. You got to pick. This is the type of year where you got to pick the teams in desperation that are needing a win. And the Raiders are one of those trying to lock up a playoff spot. They're 6-4. and four. They're going to Atlanta. They're the much better team. I mean, come on. The Falcons are not going to be able to stop Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller going down the field. I think the Raiders win pretty easily. Falcons are a dead team. They just they don't play well most of the time. You got to pick the desperate teams. Raiders are desperate for a win, awful loss against the Chiefs. They're going to come into Atlanta and win. Yeah, I think that's probably correct. 
look, they went in and they played the Chiefs competitively again. They obviously won their first matchup, and then uh, it was a close game last week. Mahomes able to get it done on the last drive of the game. But that being said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons... I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons won. I mean, the Raiders, they they come off a competitive game last week against a great team. You're like, oh, this team should easily be able to beat a bad team like the Falcons. But I think the Falcons, it's going to be high scoring. Obviously, both these defenses aren't great. Uh, so it should be a pretty back-and-forth game. I could see the Raiders playing it out. They are a three-point favorite. They are on the road, though, so... Uh, this game probably could go either way, but yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with the Raiders pick here. John Gruden's been impressive. I mean, I didn't know if he was going to be a good coach, and he definitely has been a pretty good coach these first two years. I mean, they're they're in position to make the playoffs. Seems like he's a pretty good offensive mind. Derek Carr's been great this year. I mean, it's quietly we don't talk about him at all. I mean, we talk about Wentz a lot because he has the spotlight and he's been bad all year, but. Maybe we should need to give Derek Carr more love. 19 touchdowns, three interceptions. This rare team is going to make the playoffs, and the Eagles might not, or some of these other teams where we like their quarterbacks. Derek Carr has been better than average this year, and the reason why Raiders are going to be in the playoffs, it looks like. All right, well, my next lock comes from, other than the NFC East, probably the most competitive division in football, uh, or mo- like closely ranked where the teams are, and that is uh, the Titans at the Colts. This is going to be a game who decides who is at the top of the division going forward. And the Colts, they were able to beat the Titans big the last time they met on Thursday night. Uh, this is another game. I think for the Titans to win the division, it's a game that they have to win. And the Colts are favored by three at home. But I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to pick the Titans. I, I think they know that, that this is a must-win game. I think yeah, they are the better team. I, I'm putting my faith in Ryan Tannehill as the better quarterback over Phillip Rivers. And that's really the only reason why I'm going with uh, the Titans in this game. I just think their quarterback is, you can rely on him more. They uh, sort of know what the situation they're in. They need to win this game. Uh, That's my reason to go against the spread and and pick the Titans. Yeah, it's a fair pick. You would think the Titans have to get them back after how bad they played on uh, that Thursday game against the Colts. They got blown out, sort of. Yeah, I don't believe in Phillip Rivers either, Will. I'm with you. I would pick the Titans to win this game, but it's not one of my locks of the week. My second lock of the week is the Vikings. Your Vikings uh, coming off of a loss. They're at home. Panthers can't stop the run. It's setting up for Chef Balvin, another nice game. I know Thielen's on the COVID list. I, I don't know if he's playing, but Justin Jefferson should have a nice game. The Vikings are the better team in Carolina. I always like to hate on Carolina. They did shut out the Lions on Sunday, but I still don't think they're a good team. I think the Vikings are a better team than them, and I think they're going to win only favored by four and a half or three and a half actually went down from four and a half earlier in the week. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. I think they're going to win pretty easily and be five and six. Yeah. I could have used all that same reasoning last week against Dallas. And obviously they were not able to get it done. They were at home. Dallas, obviously one of the worst defenses in the league. Dalvin had a decent game feeling and Jefferson dominated and they just still lost. Their defense just failed, even though they were able to force a few turnovers. They still just couldn't get it done. I just don't see why they weren't able to win that game. Um, but going into this week, they should be able to beat the Panthers. They are they are the better team. They are at home. All the same things that you said. But we'll see. I don't know. I just uh, the Vikings are such a hot and cold team this year. Yeah, they really are. They, I mean, they could lose this game easily too. I just think. 
it's not, I think in all the reasons, I think it's setting up for a Vikings win, what I laid out. All right, well, my next lock comes from maybe what could be the best game of the week. The Chiefs, uh, they're visiting T- Tampa Bay at 425. I'm going to pick the Chiefs as my lock. They're a minus three and a half on the road. Uh, Tampa, they, I feel like they've been struggling recently. They haven't necessarily been able to get things going on offense. The Chiefs, uh, they came off a really high-scoring game uh, against Oakland last week. Or not Oakland. I, I did that again. Uh, against against Vegas last week. Yeah, and I actually didn't a, call them San Diego this week, the Chargers. Yeah, good. We're getting I didn't even say I didn't need to say it. I just said Chargers and Bill. I didn't say L.A. or San Diego. I think that's yeah. what I should do from now on. <laughs> the Chiefs, they're only a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think they could easily win this game by more. Uh, it should be pretty competitive, but the Chiefs' offense is just—it's too elite. They are probably the best offense in the NFL. Mahomes, uh, I'm not going to pick against him. Uh, I think they'll be able to get it done by by four or five in this game. I think the Buccaneers win. I think this is the wow. second game and the only other game the Chiefs lose all year. Brady off a loss. He's at home. Um, the Buccaneers' defense is way better than the Chiefs. I think they're get enough stops and win by this game by a field goal. The Bucks. 31-28 or something, I'll say. I'll say. Yeah, I just I don't know. I think the Bucs are going to play pretty well. I think Ronald Jones is having a good game. They're going to be able to run the ball in the Chiefs, and the, and the Bucs have the better D. So Brady's going to be pissed after a loss. I think he's going to beat and get the best of trick. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, they would go on to play the Vikings the week after. So Who, the uh, Buccaneers or Chiefs? Game. Yeah, Buccaneers. It's, gonna be a good, it's definitely going to be a good game, game of the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. And my final lock is the Seahawks minus five at Philadelphia Monday. We, we just, just keep picking against the NFC East teams. They're all bad. Carson Wentz, our defense isn't good, but I don't know if Carson Wentz can even torch it. I don't know if these receivers can do anything against us. Like Greg Ward, Jalen Rager, are they really going to just torch the Seahawks D? I don't know. It is in Philly. The Seahawks... I don't think Russell Wilson's ever lost to Carson Wentz. We beat them in the playoffs last year. We, we always beat them regular season. The, the DK had 160 yards against the Eagles in the playoffs last year. Yeah, no, I don't believe in – I'm not. I'm just going to pick against the NFC East team. The Seahawks are going to win this game easily, I think. Yeah, it's probably smart to pick Seahawks against the Seahawks played East. better. They're on yeah, a two-game Seahawks losing streak. They lost to the Giants. They lost to the Browns. Yeah, even if it is falling apart, I, I can't imagine that the Seahawks – lose to this team they just can't it's yeah, like they, the they really shouldn't to the cowboys they just can't do it seahawks d um, has been playing better as of late too <laughs> so there's that yeah wilson in prime time uh probably wouldn't be against that either exactly right, well, my locks my locks the cardinals the titans and the chiefs for this week raiders vikings seahawks picking both of our favorite teams actually we, we've done that a lot i'm doing it this week i'm going back to the well yeah now Fantasy flops and features. I'll go first. My feature is Hunter Renfro. I like the Raiders-Falcons shootout type of game. Renfro, I think, could have like 80 yards and a touchdown here. I think he'll get some nice looks. Yeah, I, I like his fantasy outlook for this game against the Falcons. Anyone can score on the Falcons. My fantasy feature for this week is going to be David Montgomery, and that's just because... Ew. The Packers get torched by the run in every single game that they play. And David Montgomery, the Bears. he's coming back. They, their passing offense has been trash 
this year. They're going to need to get something going on the ground in order to open things up. And I just think Montgomery, is, he's pretty decent, and he's playing against a defense that just gets absolutely annihilated by running back. So I think they're going to have to rely on him in order to actually have any sort of offensive success in this game, and uh, he's going to be heavily utilized. So that is my feature. Those are all good reasons. The Bears, they're a heavy underdog at Green Bay this week. <laughs> I, maybe I should have picked the Packers. This one. I think they're going to crush the Bears, but if the Bears keep it close, yeah, you have to expect Montgomery to get a lot of yards and a, maybe a touchdown or two. So it's not a bad pick. Yeah, James Robinson a few weeks ago had 100, over 100 yards. Uh, yeah, he's Jonathan good. Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, 90 yards last week. Surprising. Trent, obviously, Dal- obviously Dalvin Richardson annihilated them in their matchup. The, the, the Packers just they can't stop the run against anyone. No, they can't. All right, let's talk about our flops of the week. My flop is Alvin Kamara or Kamara, whatever you want to call him. Going into Denver, Taysom is the quarterback again. I still don't understand why Jameis is not the quarterback of this team. They paid him to be the backup, but that's beyond me. Anyways, tough place to play in Denver. Uh, Taysom didn't even throw to Kamara last week at all, so I don't know what's going to change this week. Is he really going to throw to him 10 times? It's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Saints win, but I think it's going to be like a three-point win. I, I don't think Kamara does that well. I don't think he's that, does that, does that great. Denver, Denver's D is good too. I'll go with the Saints traveling to Denver. That's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, well, my flop comes from the same game, and it's the other team's running back. It's, it's Melvin Gordon. The split backfield in Denver, you know, it kind of doesn't give way to either of these players, whether it's Lindsey or Gordon, to have a great game. That's uh, too easy then. The, You're picking a running what? back that's splitting carries is a flop? That's easy. I'm picking a running back that a lot of people start and probably a lot of people that's, shouldn't be starting. That's my reasoning. That's why Justin, I'm, I'm Justin, with it. Justin's not going to be happy with this. He's starting Melvin Gordon. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I just he's trash. Just don't start him. He's playing the Saints. The Saints defense is pretty decent. They obviously are good at, at stopping their on their front seven is one of the better front sevens in the NFL. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, the running backs in this game. Just uh, be wary of them. Uh, yeah, those are fair points. <clears throat> I think it's a low-scoring game anyways with that te- those teams, but those were our fancy flops, features, and locks of the week. I hope everyone has a good Black Friday. Hopefully you purchase $1,047 minimum, like that website <laughs> said. Um, have a good Cyber Monday. Have a happy holidays. Hanukkah, Christmas around the corner, and Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. It is officially holiday season, finally. You know, that, that gap between Thanksgiving, people still care about the fall. They care about, uh, you know, their family on Thanksgiving. And then after that, it's just full Christmas and holiday season mode from here on out. So, yeah, ready, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Hopefully, we have a good end to 2020, 2021. Hopefully, it's a good year. But that has been the Bonafide Scrubs podcast. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating and review. You can follow us on Spotify. And we're on social media on Instagram at the Bonafide Scrubs. We just hit 1,400 followers. Woohoo! And yeah, clap it up for us. And we're on Twitter at Bonafide Scrubs. Follow us on the socials and, of course, subscribe to the podcast. See ya. See ya.